0: We sit glued to the TV set all night and every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of. Hello
1: and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 249. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and we'll be talking about recent episodes of Jane the Virgin, Castle, The Flash, Marry Me, and Blackish plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 249. I'm Amory from com.
0: I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week we have joining us...
2: It's Tina Charles from tvgoodness.com. Welcome, Tina. Thank you. Hey, guys. Hello. This is very cool you You've never done the show before, right? I have never done this show. We
1: didn't actually warn you this um, <laughs> oh, yeah because, that's true. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about kind of what started you in the world of t v and and what was there a show? was there just you thought, hey, I want to write about this like what's your background or where why do you write about t v
2: <laughs> well i um worked uh, for years I've worked in television um I worked for a cable television outlet uh, producing specials, producing news and things like that. But as I went on, and um, I started talking less and less about TV and my day job, I decided I wanted to, to, you know, get another outlet. And I started, I ended up blogging uh, for tvguide.com for several shows, including um, Supernatural, I kind of begged them to to write about Supernatural once I <laughs> got hooked on that show. And that's kind of how the, the the online writing portion, blogging portion of my career sort of started. And it just sort of took off from there. And then a friend of mine and I, we decided to start a website. We called it we and we wanted it to be a little bit more positive. And as much as we love snark and and <laughs> you know, raging on shows, we kind of wanted a, a place where we can just talk about what we love about television and that's how tv goodness was born excellent well welcome we're glad to have you now i'm thinking is
0: is tv snarkness available That would be. (laughs)
2: look it up look it up i bet i but you know with no with television without pity no longer being around like somebody's got to take up that sort of snarkness right it's true
1: (laughs) so yes so welcome And um, we'll make it as painless as possible. Uh, (laughs) Just some news to start with. Uh, CBS has picked up basically everything. Madam Secretary, NCIS New Orleans, Scorpion, and Stalker for full seasons. When they picked these up, the McCarthy's hadn't premiered yet, but I wouldn't worry about the McCarthy's. (laughs) (laughs) They probably were like, we're not worrying about the McCarthy's either. All of these shows are going to be picked up.
0: I so didn't even worry about the McCarthy's. I didn't even look to see what <laughs> yeah. what it did. I think it didn't do outstanding as the the night sort of uh, dwindled off, uh, ratings-wise. Yeah, it did not. That even uh, elementary didn't uh, return back with uh, a little. It returned back like a little lower than than previously, but not a surprise on any of these shows. They're pretty much you know leading their time (laughs) slot.
2: I don't know how CBS does it. It's like you look at the schedule before it starts, these shows start airing and you're like, oh no, they're not going to, they're not going to make it. But they know their fans, their viewers so well that they pick the exact shows that they know will have an impact with them. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: And, And when I say the McCarthy's probably didn't do all that well, considering what A to Z is doing in the same time slot. God.
2: (laughs) Well, it did, McCarthy's probably did well for every other network. (laughs)
0: Exactly. It was like the top rated show on, 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 exactly. It's it's always the, uh, (laughs) it's it's always the, there's always a show. I mean, you just, you know, anything that, uh, for the most part that they put on is, ends up doing, like, would be at least an average show
2: We talk about this all the time. Average
0: to great rated show on another network.
2: Well, this is a network that cancels shows that have ten million viewers. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do you
1: remember back
2: when, like the Marley Show? What was the Marley Shelton Show? It was like
1: eleven million viewers. It was a. It was like the top rated. Would have been the top rated NBC show. And it was the lowest-rated CBS show with 11 million viewers, and they had to cancel
2: it. Well, they like, had yeah, they on the, the Friday nights. They had that I think it was called Close to Home. That was Jennifer Finnegan and Christian Kane, or I can't remember yeah. who it was that had like over 10 million viewers, and they canceled that. Like Moonlight had with Alex O'Loughlin had like eight nine million viewers. They canceled that. There was that that long run on Friday where they had like shows that were getting eight to 10 million viewers a week and they were getting canceled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then they finally realized that that's as, that's as good as we're going to do. And so now blue (laughs) bloods has been there for (laughs) 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 getting that eight to 11 million viewers, you know, on a a Friday night. uh,
2: Exactly.
0: You know, even if only like 30% of them are in the so-called highly coveted demo, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can't really, uh, with the, with the ratings that any of those are doing, you know, as, uh, they're all, you know, whether or not something like a stalker will make a, a second season, right. who who knows the, what they'll, yeah. what they'll do yeah. there, but it's definitely, you know, they're not, uh, and CBS is also one that they don't tend to have quite as many things like on the bench, like
2: Right. Like NBC right. has
0: like so many shows <laughs> that they picked up <laughs> that they, uh, that, you know, it's kind of, uh, so they, they, they're going to, they'll run this out and, uh,
2: <laughs> and then make a game time decision at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And then they'll look at what they've got coming and go, Hmm, let's see.
2: Yes.
1: Speaking of troubled networks, we're not at NBC yet, but FF, it's not FX <laughs> it's Fox. Fox has canceled Utopia. Um, I'll talk about this more in reality, but obviously it was going to be canceled. It was just ill-conceived from the casting to the fact that there was like no stakes in the show. You didn't win. You didn't lose. You didn't. I don't know. It just <laughs> yeah, it's no surprise that when you start your series with everybody screaming at each other for two episodes solid. You're going to be turning off viewers left and right because they're not going to want to watch that when that's
2: all that they're being shown. Yeah, people. Yeah, you know, people want drama, but not that much. Exactly.
0: Well, when the when the premise of the show is, can you put a group of people together to create a you know a sort of a new version of society <laughs> that's supposed to be quote unquote utopia, and then all you do is show them yelling at each other. Exactly.
2: <laughs> There's your answer.
0: People will go well looks like you can't and why watch
2: utopia list sans utopia
1: and their efforts to like
2: vote people out it just
1: came too little too late and i mean i feel bad for the people because they gave up like they gave up a year of their lives to do this basically so i do feel bad for the people that now have to go back to their lives and you know get that job back or do something with you know having (laughs) probably quit their job or whatever but otherwise i mean I
2: don't know. I mean, that was a big risk. Yes. They
1: built, like, the camp for $50 million, and it looked like a desert wasteland. Like, couldn't they have gone, I don't know, $52 million and gotten some (laughs) plants or (laughs) trees that are pretty or something? I don't know. It was just little things that was like, obviously, this isn't going to last. Oh, but that's Utopia. NBC. Uh, Bye-bye. Poor NBC, you guys.
0: Totally... But totally weird on that Utopia front, though, Like that they it t- they took them like a couple days after the last Friday, and they just like – in the, on a Sunday afternoon, you're just like, yeah, we've canceled Utopia. We're
2: done. <laughs> <laughs> effective,
0: effective immediately. It is know? weird
1: that it was like a random Sunday afternoon because yeah. <laughs> I would have expected if it was like late Friday night. But I guess they wanted to wait for the overnights or whatever, and it was obviously –
0: Terrible. It's like effective immediately. The show is no will no longer be airing on Friday nights and the live And feed we're goes, shutting
1: down the feeds. And the life and...
0: goes dead as of tonight, you know.
1: Because oh <laughs> they didn't want to pay for like another week or whatever. Oh, bye-bye, bye,
2: Utopia.
1: So now NBC has they've announced that they're going to that A to Z and Bad Judge will end production at thirteen episodes while giving the mysteries of Laura A full season. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have no disagreement about Bad Judge. None whatsoever. The show was awful. But A to Z was so adorable. And sure, it wasn't great. So cute. But it could have been. Like, if they had given it a chance. I almost think that if A to Z had premiered in, like, April, like About a Boy did last year, I think it would still be around. Because... Like, I think it would at least have gotten the chance because it wasn't as heated. Like, the fall TV is obviously much more, you have to do better right away than you do in the spring.
2: But it's just a shame. It's a shame that it was after Bad Judge. And and Thursday nights, that's just tough.
0: I still say it should have been paired with Marry Me from the get go. Yes. Yeah, either, you know, right, either first and then Marry Me or.
1: Well, even if they had done Marry Me and About a Boy. And they had done like Bad Judge and A to Z. It would have made more sense
0: Yeah.
2: that
1: Bad Judge would have kind of been the bad seed, so to speak. And the other three could have successfully kind of supported each other because they're all relationship and family like comedies. I just – and then Mysteries of Laura, apparently people are watching it. I don't know. I didn't watch Beyond the Second Episode and I feel better about my life because of it. <laughs> but
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is about that uh, – about Mysteries of Laura that has got people uh... – it's got people watching it, but when, what was it like? Revolution last year was getting, you know, <laughs> barely four million viewers or something like that, and then this is getting eight to ten. Right. It's you know, even though it's not a it's not a huge, it's more like the CBS type of numbers where it doesn't have a huge, uh, you know, eighteen to forty nine demo number.
1: This
2: is on at least NBC, they're getting, people, so it's a hit.
0: Yeah. But they're kind of going with the. Uh, uh, what was the what was the lawyer show they had a couple of seasons ago with Kathy Bates?
1: Oh, Harry's Law. Harry, Harry's yeah, Law.
0: Harry's Law. That you know they canceled that when it was doing like ten plus million a week. It just wasn't the right ten plus million.
2: Right. But I
0: think with something like Mysteries of Laura, they realized the mistake of canceling something, anything yes. that's getting ten million viewers. <laughs> yes. Is is probably not a good good idea. No matter yeah. who they are, I, if you have anybody watching it live, you, you should keep that show. So they are, you know, and it's you know it's a self starter too. It's kicking off Wednesday nights. There's you know it has no lead ins, right? So yeah, you know,
1: and they've built a good, um, woman crush Wednesday kind of.
0: That's the weirdest
1: ad about it. <laughs> that's the weirdest. Yeah, but I mean, that's what that's a thing people do. Like, it's a hashtag. There's MCM yeah. and there's WCW, and I think that whether they go together or not, and whether Sophia Bush really is the like star of Chicago PD, um, I just it, they've they've supported it well while kind of yeah. letting everything
2: else fail. I mean, she is the she is a female star. She and she's probably one of the the actors with the that people know the most. The people that know, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I so that's NBC. I, NBC always blows my mind. They just I feel like they're never going to like find their footing
2: or. Yeah. I I really wish they would, they, I mean, I get it. Those ratings for A to Z were so bad, but like you said, it was an adorable show and it was a concept show. And I was hoping it would at least make it through the season because they said like at the end of the season, I went to a set visit, um, and they said at the end of the season is, you you know how they intro the show with the eight months, one week, and that kind of thing. Like that's how long they date. Yeah. Um, well we were going to find out at the end of the season, what, what happened to the couple next, if they would break up or if they would um, get engaged or whatever. So I actually really wanted to see what was going to happen with these two.
0: Well, now so you can we look was- forward to 8 to M. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. Um, so that's NBC last bit of news. We TV has canceled the divide after one season. And from everything I can find, Everybody's, I didn't watch it, but everybody's saying it was, like, a really good show, and maybe it was wasted on WeTV, but, like, people were saying that they really liked it and that it was a shame. I don't know it from Adam, so I don't really know. Yeah,
2: neither yeah, do I, I.
0: Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, my dad did watch it, and he oh. he said it was good. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, my dad watching women's entertainment TV. Uh,
2: but <laughs> my, my, my dad likes Lifetime Movie Network, so I can't judge.
0: <laughs> yeah, but... Said it was, you know, said it was pretty good. It looked pretty good. Uh, And like, like you said, Amory, the things that I saw written about it, uh, it was getting, when it, you know, when it was on, it, whatever a little press it was getting was positive. Right. And uh, I don't know, it seems to me if you're trying to actually build some scripted programming into, uh, you know, your lineup, that if you get anything. I don't know what your expectations are Right. Which is sort of like your first scripted show type of thing. Exactly. And, uh, and so I, I, it's sort of weird to, uh, you, you kind of, you kind of want to think back and go, you know, like nobody was watching Mad Men.
2: Right. I was going to say, you know, I when was it first started up...
0: out and, but yeah. people considered, you know, but it got that sort of critical buzz a little bit and it never grew into a monster hit. Right. Uh, but it grew into becoming they continued with it to show that we're a place for quality television.
2: Right.
0: And uh, you know, then they added, you know, things like Breaking Bad and other things that had that ended up doing better Walk, ratings wise. And yeah. you know, you know, Walking Dead. <laughs> and and, you know, they've tried other things, but they were they they stuck with something where, you know, there was no reason. There was really no reason other than we're trying to get into this, you know, business. And uh, while not a lot of people are watching this, it is being considered, you know, quality, uh, which, you know, sort of – and it created their – you know, that quality TV brand that, uh, you know, now other shows have found it hard to live up to on the network. (laughs) And so that's – I don't know. It's sort of a strange thing to me. Uh, but then, I have no idea what it seems like. Some of these cable channels are really trying to do. Uh, yeah, I with no with idea. their you know, that's like we want to get into scripted. Here's a scripted show. Oh, it's we're. It's, oh, we're, you're not watching. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Bye <bye-bye>. bye. <Yeah. laughs>
2: I mean, I feel like they're trying to 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 model themselves after AMC. Um, but even before Mad Men, AMC tried and tried with several TV shows before they finally hit it big if you find anything that that
0: sticks or gets some sort of air of quality to it you might you know maybe it's it's sort of the lost leader of you know of hopefully you, you know you can help build you know something else on top of that right and uh to me if you're trying to build something canceling something right out of the gate is not a good way to get somebody to watch your next thing.
2: No, no,
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So we TV, listen to us. We know what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, My computer keeps going to a screensaver and I haven't quite figured out how to fix that on the Mac yet. So I keep having to sign back in. But anyway, this is a little piece of information. Um, Prime time. Okay. Our first show on prime time. Jane the Virgin, season one, episode three, chapter three. This show was just a feel-good show, isn't it? I, I love it. I can't it's one of it's one of my
2: new favorite shows. Yeah, oh for sure. me too,
1: for sure. I think that she's got something that's like unrivaled. She she's funny and she's self-deprecating in the role, and she puts herself through a lot, and she's beautiful, and she's like, I just love the character of Jane because She's struggling with this as much as everybody else is, more so. She's the one that actually was impregnated. And I think <laughs> yeah. that it's just – it's being done so well.
0: Yeah, it's – I mean, the type of show that it is, I mean, it's it's a hard thing to to pull off. I mean, after watching the first episode, I was like, this is really good, but is it sustainable? Who's going
2: to watch it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is – can
0: you – it's like how long – not just – you know, multiple seasons of this, but like just even just a sort of a long season, can you, can you keep this up? And, you know, it's only three episodes in, but they're totally keeping it up. And they, they just hit the, you know, it's got sort of a fantastical element to it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, and comedy and drama, but like uh, Amory said, you know, the Jane character, she's you know the the actress is really doing a great job of being able to do the the sort of physical comedy, mm-hmm. the the dramatic parts, uh, you know the just the you know the reactions to things, uh, just in, in this in this third episode when they're at when they're at mass and the choir starts singing mm-hmm. to just her.
2: Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> and she's, like, looking they around keep, like, the is anybody keep, else seeing this?
2: The keep the virginity song? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, but just that those types of things, uh, you know, that's sort of a weird fa- fantastical element to the show, but it works so well where she has these, like, daydream segments, you know, where right. she just, like, sees things where nobody else sees them, uh, you know, and whether it's, you know, like a a, a bus sign that starts talking to her, or uh, you know, or the priest starts giving the sermon directly to her, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know or something. Uh, it's just those elements work really well. The whole twisty nature of it. A, every character has like a little piece of information, and they keep getting themselves in bigger and deeper bigger trouble and, and stuff, trying to get out <laughs> or keep something uh, from changing. Uh, the the various relationships that they've set up like, is is so uh you know so bizarre but yet uh and then with the voiceover narration and everything it's it's, it's just a, a lot of, it's,
2: pretty amazing. <laughs> it's a lot of different elements and you know but you know when you're watching this show it's an experience and you know you're watching Jane the Virgin cuz they they Create a very telenovela like experience mm-hmm. while you're watching it, and then y- y- you even have that element of you know the actual teleno- telenovela yeah. that they keep showing,
0: yeah, you have the telenovela um, within the show, yeah, and then you have the show itself that's you know sort of telenovela and then you have the fantastical element on top of that, and then the overall narration it so there's so it's, many pieces it's and a the, lot. and that they've but that they've been able to sort of stir these all in, in the right amounts, you know, they've just, right. and, they make somehow... you
2: care about, and they make you care about the
0: characters and well, and all of the characters and, and they've done a good job of, uh, you know, like the, uh, Petra character is not just the totally like evil.
1: Right. You know,
0: right. You know, she's not great, but you know, she's, yeah. but there's, you know, it's not, she's not just like that, the, you know the scene chewing evil. You know woman that has the, uh, yeah. uh, you know the She's affections of the leading man type of yeah. thing and and stuff. And uh, you know the the you know the cop you know fiance is is a good guy, but yet.
2: I mean, all these characters are flawed. Yeah, at he's the doing
0: same some time. things that he yes. probably shouldn't be doing, and
1: exactly. and realistically flawed. Like it doesn't feel like there's that it's so like, how could that person be, how could she not see that he's such a terrible guy? Like there's nothing like that. Like you said with Petra, like there's nothing that you would think that Raphael wouldn't, like he really does believe she's trying to change. And she believes that she's trying to change. Like I, it, they, it's grounded in reality, even if it is kind of completely off the wall. Fantastical. Yeah.
0: And like the mom is not just, you know, there's some depth to that character. They've shown that, uh, you know, a lot of the so-called flakiness was actually her protecting her daughter from things.
1: Right. Exactly. I love that. I love that. That, oh. that milkshake scene—it was so good to see. <laughs> oh, like, I love that. The backstory and why she did that, because she does seem like she has her head on her shoulders. So it's like she wouldn't be that flaky. And it, I love would that she?
2: Abuela just speaks Spanish the whole time, and you know, so we we have the subtitles, but everybody yes. else can understand her, and they speak English back to her. I mean, it's it's great all the things that they're able to accomplish with this show.
1: And I'm so glad that people seem to be embracing it too. Cause it's a show that would normally like to me, because I always tend to fall in love with the show that nobody watches or just don't understand why I'm watching. And it's like, no, you should give it a chance. I'm so happy to see that people are giving it a chance and that it was so highly regarded by the CW. It's not doing huge numbers for no. them, but they have faith in it, which like by giving them the whole season, that to me means they have they're going to have faith with the show and and kind of really work to get people to pay attention to it.
2: Yeah. Well, I think I think they heard um a lot of the critics who are a lot of times very skeptical about things and very jaded about things, especially yeah. if it's airing
0: on the CW.
2: Especially <laughs> if it's airing on the CW and I think it must have surprised them to find out that a lot of these guys and 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 ladies that are writing about this actually love Jane the Virgin and, and, right. and picked Jane the Virgin as one of their favorite shows in the fall. Yeah, season. I never would
1: have thought, you know, a couple of years ago, sure, I, I've always watched CW, I watched WB, I watched even UPN because I watched Veronica Mars. But it's like I never would have thought that my top ten list would include two cw dramas. yeah like it just doesn't it's just crazy to me and but they're doing really good stuff so it makes sense and i'm happy to see that
0: yeah and hopefully it'll be so something good. that does build yeah uh, over the over the course of the season hopefully the cw does you know uh maybe some smart things like le- leaving mo- multiple episodes or like whole seasons of the you know out on you know on demand or on their website or something like that because
1: they only do five right
0: well most most networks or whatever do four or five you know the previous four or five available and it's something like this when you're trying to build an audience these days and to show
1: Uh, them like hey we're doing something different
0: and and the way that and this is a show that you definitely while you could you know it's (laughs) it's a you know like a telenovela it's you know, it's it's the type of show that you can sort of jump in and kind of understand where things are relatively quickly.
2: Well, they have sure. the catchy, yeah. um, you know, they recap catch, yeah, at, the the at the of beginning of the episodes.
0: But just like, a, you know, like a daytime soap, you know, you just need to watch like a couple episodes and right. you can kind of right. figure out where but, where who it is. But you don't this is the type of show that while you might be able to do that, you don't want to do that. Because you're missing out on a lot of great stuff.
2: Well, I'm hoping that over the holidays, because a lot of times, um, you know, when everything is on break, you know, CW will like they'll take do a like week. they like Jane the Virgin week, where right? They, yeah, right. Jane they the do Virgin ten episodes week. over the so, course of the
0: week, like they've done with the uh, things like uh, you know other shows in the past. They've
2: done it with like Supernatural and um, and things like that. So I'm hoping that they'll take Jane the Virgin because Flash is a hit. It's just yeah. a hit, you know. However way you. It's a hit. So Jane the Virgin needs help. So maybe they'll take Jane the Virgin and kind of give it a little love this, this holiday season.
0: Yeah, That should be
1: you. everybody's motto. Give Jane the Virgin a little love. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I have that's to say, the, speaking...
0: That's the that's money quote, segue, right? That's, <laughs> that's a good uh, segue,
1: though. That's the money
0: quote right there, man.
1: <laughs> you also have it... like A lot of times shows that have a built-in kind of love triangle... It's very yeah. clearly a one-sided love triangle where there's, like, you're never going to root for her to be with that guy. She's supposed to be with this person. To me, it makes perfect sense for her to be with either of those guys. I'm torn. You know, it, you actually, like, feel torn about who they should be with. And I think that's a sign of the writing and the acting because the guys are endearing and the writing it, it, makes them both really
0: smart. and Yeah, so often you get the love triangle where they're with the person
1: where someone is Lauren Reed and she breathes through <laughs> her mouth, alias Ugh. freaking Melissa George,
2: or Phil Pullman is sleepless in Seattle. You know, right. kind of like a boring guy. You're like, why is she with him? Right.
0: <laughs> or, or they're like a total jerk. That right. Just exactly. Like some that it, well, it's they're clearly
1: a spy. Like, for like that they Steve. clearly, they clearly <laughs> should
0: break things off with. Not so even I'm really
1: stuck on this Lauren Reed.
0: Thing. It, it's like. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's not even to, like, go with the other person. It's just that they should not ever be with this other one. Like, yeah. <laughs> one one yeah, corner like, of the triangle make, that makes no sense just, like, yeah. if it was just the two of them and there was no third party. Yeah,
2: yeah. Don't make a triangle easy to pick. You, you, you have to... You, <laughs> You know, it's so much better to be torn, and and each episode you're rooting for a different guy, and um and it's only three episodes in, and I'm already like caught up in this triangle.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> so Jane the Virgin yeah, is everything just... that's
0: going on. I think the best explanation I've heard for it was uh, when we were talking about it way back on the CW preview uh, ep- podcast was uh, Laurel Brown compared it to Pushing Daisies. And okay yeah I think,
1: in a way. i yeah. think it
0: has it has a very similar feel to it with the voiceover the the sort of high you know uh what do you i what's the word i'm trying to come up with the you know heightened reality yeah the heightened reality of it yeah. uh you know it doesn't have the total uh, you know sort of supernatural aspect to it uh, right. that that did but
2: no but it's it, it has a fantasy so it has of.
0: That, that fantasy element to it and that's the sort of speed at which things uh uh take place and it and it really does have a similar feel to that you know so if you have any fondness for sh- shows of that nature you should definitely give please Jane the Virgin watch. a try
1: please watch please watch yes please <laughs> watch that's our that's where we end Jane the Virgin Another show that's on her list. Sorry, I lost my email. Is Castle season seven, episode five, Meme is Murder? I am five episodes behind on Castle, and this was episode five. So <laughs> I haven't watched this season. So at you all. haven't watched season actually, seven yet, have you? I'm actually probably like seven episodes behind because I don't think I watched the last two of last season. Right. I think they just fell off my DVR, and then I was like, I don't care.
2: So. What happened in Castle? Well, I will say that the you know last season I sort of started I kinda of started breaking up with Castle and then the season finale happened and you probably know that um Rick got kidnapped, he didn't make mm-hmm. it to the wedding and everything like that. So I watched the finale and it wasn't a great finale, but that part uh intrigued me. So I was like, Oh, okay, I'll watch I'll I'll watch the beginning of the neck of season. Is this season seven now? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so like the mystery at the beginning of the season, they've been lacing in the mystery of what happened to Rick and everything like that. Um, and it's, it's still intriguing me like that portion of it. So, but for the last two weeks, it's been pure case of the week. Mm. So, um, uh, this week it, it was kind of fun in the fact that it totally, um, it made fun of the whole social media stars kind of thing, and there was a serial killer called the Net Slayer, and they were killing um, internet stars, Instagram stars. What do they call it? Um,
0: yeah, yeah. So,
2: sp- they, or something.
0: Yeah, they, it was. They, they're yeah they're uh, the term that they came up with for like their social media site that they were <laughs> that, to not use a real. You to know,
2: not use Instagram.
0: Yeah, it's to not be like an Instagram star or a YouTube star or something but uh yeah, that was uh, I can't I can't remember what that was, but those are always funny when, they come, their, uh, always know,
2: funny when they-, they
0: come up with their Those are always funny when they come up their own <laughs> and that, that's clearly <laughs> supposed to be <laughs> like <laughs> uh like whatever
2: they have these internet stars called like the spoiled brats and I think that's like there's a There is an equivalent to it on Instagram. It's like rich kids of whatever or something like that. So they're basically ripping off (laughs) uh, everything that has to do with social media. And there is a serial killer that's after some of these Internet stars. And and, uh, they also um, the guy also ends up um, being one step ahead of even Castle and Beckett and everybody. And he's taking pictures of them. Uh, and, and making them, uh, it's like putting them in a bad light, um, as if they're not taking this case too seriously. But, um, you know, Beckett takes her cases seriously. So she figured it out and she was able to, uh, get the bad guy who apparently was bullied when he was in high school or college or something like that. So. <laughs> but I think the best the best part of the episode was the very end. Um Rick had shot a I don't think it was a web series. It was some sort of commercial. <laughs> he, he was shooting
0: a, he was supposed to be shooting a, a a commercial for his new book that was supposed to be like a web it was supposed to go out on the web uh and he was all excited about it but they <laughs> <laughs> they, they basically took all the outtakes and and like auto tuned it and turned it into like this weird viral video of Yeah. That had
2: like a million hits in two seconds.
0: Yeah.
2: And that happened at the very, I think that was probably the best part of the episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they're still together though, right? Like this, him being disappeared and stuff
2: didn't make him.
1: Yeah. They, they didn't
2: break up. They definitely or... struggled a little bit um, because Becca didn't know if she could believe. Uh, what happened right. to Rick because who, whatever happened, they were making it seem like Rick was in on it. Yes. And uh, because he can't remember anything, I mm. don't know if he was drugged or whatever, he can't remember anything that was happening. And they, uh, in a
0: subsequent episode, he found out a little bit more, but it only took him to a guy telling him, You didn't want to remember this, so right. <laughs> like <laughs> stop pursuing this. Mm. And so he's kind of stopped pursuing it. I think it's going to be it's like the new Beckett's mother.
2: Yeah, right. type
0: of thing. Uh you'll probably get a big dot, dive back into this in like episode 13.
2: Right. You They're know, putting it on hold right now. You know,
0: like 12 or 13, they usually yeah. tend to hit these things in like, you know, mid-season finales and season finales. Right. Uh you know, and maybe a little bit here and there, but you know, like right. a full episode about it uh, around the big Uh, you know times of the you know like whenever they go to their winter hiatus and the episode back those will probably hit on this again
2: right and now there's uh, a promo for the next couple of weeks which is going to be i'm not next week i don't think it's airing next week but the week after and yeah it's not airing
0: yeah it's not airing tonight
2: it's not airing tonight right
0: Uh, but yeah they they promote the the november sweeps as they finally actually do get married Hmm.
2: (laughs) and uh, they go on a honeymoon
0: yeah, and I'm sure somebody will die on their honeymoon. Yeah,
2: they're going to stumble across a <laughs> body somewhere, like they always do. Oh.
0: I mean, they tried to get away to the Hamptons. Dead body. They <laughs> Yeah.
2: Dead bodies follow them around. You know,
0: they try and get married. It looks like they have Rick a new died. showrunner this yeah.
2: year, right?
1: Yes. Marlo's not running. Any. He's not still Marlo involved, perfect. but he's not running it, right?
2: Right, right. I
1: like him. I like Lori. Lori? can't think of her last name. But I, I really like them. It's just that it's a show that was never a show I rushed to watch. So it's not a show that I, I've rushed to catch up on and all of the shows that I'm so behind on it's like Castle Wool it's, right. it's kind of a show that I don't need to catch up on. I can find some recaps and just yeah. jump in so. Yeah. Well,
0: we'll right see. now right now I, it used to be but it's you know it's gone on for a while. I still really enjoy it uh, right now the Blacklist is like the first show I want to watch Monday of, nights you know, off of Monday nights, yeah. Uh, but that's only going to be on Monday I'm nights for sleepy another. sleepy hollow. Yeah,
1: well, that's, I just that's caught up on both is... Sleepy Hollow and Black... Blacklist. <laughs> but when you also have <laughs> like Sleepy Hollow
0: and ago. you know and the Blacklist and stuff, it's yeah, it's it got it's gotten knocked down the list a little bit as uh, yeah. you know, like the first thing, yeah. uh, you want to watch. But the Blacklist is going to uh, you know go, go away for a few weeks here in a couple weeks and
1: uh, and then it'll be on Thursdays and, Thursday.
0: and reappear to try and. Revive Thursday nights on NBC.
1: <laughs> oh, NBC. That's all I keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it'll help. I think the blacklist, when it moves, it'll do a good job. So that's Castle. Here goes with The Flash, season one, episode four, Going Rogue. I noticed Miles saying this all the time on Twitter about how people are terrible at acting with like cups of coffee or like <laughs> what is supposed to be a hot beverage. And now I find myself just really focusing on that. And there was a scene in this episode of The Flash where Iris brings some coffee. And she's basically holding two cups of coffee that are supposed to be brand new coffees that she bought for them sideways. And she's like gesturing (laughs) with the trick. And I'm like, Iris, there's no coffee in that cup. Obviously.
2: The
0: least they they can do is put some water in it. Exactly. Give it some weight. When you oh see God. them, when you hear the cup put down and the cup is <laughs> obviously hollow. <laughs> yes. It happened there is
1: a, a, a tangent, but I was watching Awkward this week, too, which why am I still watching that show? I don't know. But they had a scene on a party bus. <laughs> they were all supposedly drinking alcohol out of these red cups and they were playing Never Have I Ever. They were all very clearly not ha- – there was nothing in them. You could see them fake drink acting. <laughs> yes, and oh, my crashed, And they all, like, tumble and the cups tumble. And, and nobody's wet <laughs> because
2: that's funny. Nothing,
1: it's so frustrating. But I, okay, that,
2: I think that's I my only quibble on with a flash. On an awkward note, I think I saw the actress who plays—is there Tamara? Yeah, um, out last night. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes. I love her. She's a really sweet person. Yeah.
1: Um, I wish her show was better. Anyway, oh, uh, I gave it—I gave it up a couple seasons ago. You are a stronger person than I am. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, aside from complaining about Iris's inability to, even though she works at a coffee shop, handle full cups of coffee. Right. That's all I really have to complain about the show because I really do enjoy oh. it
2: very, very much. That's like one of my other favorite shows of the, of the season is The Fast.
1: so charming and adorable. And I love everything about him. In that he's, like, a quirky guy. He's kind of like Zach Levi, when I used to like Zach Levi. I like <laughs> Zach Levi. Um, but he's just... And the supporting cast is great, except for maybe, I don't know, the cop gives me the sense that... Maybe it's because he's terrible at hiding his accent, but he gives me oh, a sense the... that he's a bad guy. Oh, the yeah. There's something, there's something going on
2: there, for sure. Yeah.
1: Um... But I always love any of the Baker sisters, the two of them. So it's good to see this one, Danielle, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, I just really like how they're you know introducing DC people and how Cisco keeps naming them. And they're like, you can't name them that. And that's what their Captain real names Cold. are for the comics. And, of course, I love Wentworth Miller. So it's good
2: that we're going to see him. I thought he was great. Yeah. He really I, was. I like the way he played Captain Colds.
0: Yeah, I also Uh, like that this didn't like wrap up. Yeah, like exactly, it's created sort of the first sort of ongoing, you know, bad guy kind of storyline. You know, other than whether the old doctor there is a good guy or a bad guy, right? Rolling around, he's
2: shady. Rolling
0: around in his uh, in his wheelchair, uh, knowing you know, knowing things about the future. But I
2: love the way that The Flash um, ends with the whole comic booky ending, kind of teasing mm-hmm. things in the future. And um, I, in the tag for last week's episode, it was Captain Cold talking to somebody, the uh, matchbook, and it was Mick. And um, I think that Mick character is going to be played by Dominic Purcell.
1: And I'm so excited from- for
2: that. From Prison Break. So I'm so excited for, like, the Prison Break reunion. It's not even funny.
1: (laughs) And Robert Nevers is going to be on, so they're all going to be on together.
2: Together? Together? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the clock guy is going to be back. I know he's coming back. I know he's going to be on The Flash. I'm not positive he's going to be back with the two of them, but I remember reading that, like, it would be a full-on, like, reunion. (laughs) That is going to be Amazing. And what I love about Wentworth Miller, and I know you know, aside from the real, you know, the series regulars of the show, he was such a good guy on Prison Break. Yeah, it's nice to see him playing such a bad guy. He seemed to have show. fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, God, he's just such a pretty guy. Love Michael Schofield. <laughs> uh, but but I yeah, think I, it,
0: I think that being sort of the the Captain Cold, you know, type of, it's sort of. It sort of fits like his personality. Type. Yeah, has, totally. like the way that he, the way that he speaks and stuff. Yeah, it sort of, it, it sort of works Kid. for him to play that that type yeah. of character. You know, that would just off somebody that like talks back to him, right? Know? Exactly. Like, those type of things, but I I like how they're slowly adding in new things. You know, learning about things. Uh, I kind of liked having you know sort of uh, you know, having Felicity show up.
2: I loved it, uh, oh my gosh,
0: the sort of like uh our team our team sort of built slowly. you guys were kind of yeah. thrown together type of right. thing, uh you know, you need to you know back each other up and learn to trust each other a little more, uh you know even if uh things aren't going that you know that that great I,
2: I thought this episode was very relationshipy and and the fact that it was um you know different um configurations of characters trying to figure out their stuff right. Um, yeah the whole it, we're
0: you know why are we so perfect for each other but right. yeah, we're both pining for other people
2: but then they kissed <laughs> which was cute yes it was <laughs> i mean um. as much as i love felicity and ollie i mean i thought that the the moment between barry and felicity was adorable it was it was, it was so a to amazing. z adorable <laughs> A to M. Adore. A to
1: M. Um, I will say, you know, I think Iris is kind of a wet noodle, so I don't love the idea and I think she is in the comic books too. I just don't I don't like her as the person that he's pining for because he's so much stronger than that guy now. Um so I'm excited to see that they are gonna try and bring in some new people. And I love, uh, what's his name, Barry and Caitlin's relationship. I don't know what's going to happen there. I just really like that he kind of gets her and he's starting to get her out of her shell a little bit.
2: Just really enjoy the show. I like Cisco. Cisco and Barry had their issues in this last episode. I thought it was good to get Cisco into it a little more. I do like Iris. I just think, you know, she's kind of in that lowest lane right. position right now where she you, who cares right now, but hopefully down the road she'll she'll get it and it'll click and everything will be fine. But, you know, she's worrying about her boyfriend. Right. Her
1: boyfriend is clearly a maniacal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I said, one, it could just the, be because he's got a terrible American accent, but that yeah. I don't know that uh, that's the case.
2: And the one thing that um every time they mention like this the red streak or the blur, I keep flashing back to Smallville because yeah. they said the same thing. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> well I, I like that he he started to try and get out what do you think of the flash the flash right (laughs) and uh you know so maybe they'll maybe they'll get that you know that nickname out there a little sooner into the series
2: i mean it was the Uh, hood on on arrow right or it made they were calling him it made sense
0: it made sense (laughs) for the story they were telling you know and the development of that but as sort of felicity pointed out a lot of things have happened a lot quicker on the Flash, yeah. you know? and uh, so maybe the uh, the moniker will get out there
2: right
0: a, a little a little quicker than than that. But yeah, the the whole uh, it still has the that little bit of a Smallville feel with the you know the yeah. red blue blur and yes. you know or like <laughs> Chloe's wall of weird, you know, right. like she's right. she's now like super. I'm starting my own blog to post about the the you know the red streak around town. You know, right. Chloe totally here. would have had
1: a blog if that's what was like in. <laughs> like Chloe would have had, yeah. what
2: Iris has. It just I don't it, know.
0: it it feels it it does feel a little bit the same, but then that's the nature of comic but books then, though. Yeah, it's like because even
2: even Barry uh, watching there was you know the collateral damage like watching that guy die, he couldn't save him. I mean, they right. all go through those. Clark went through it. Uh, Ollie has gone through it, and now it's Barry's turn.
1: Right. I just really enjoy the show, and I'm so glad that it's a I gave it a chance. I, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't caught up on Arrow, so I didn't necessarily have the interest in the Flash. I didn't see the Flash episodes until over the summer, so I had no idea that like
2: it would be as good and as charming as it is. So I'm glad I gave it a. And they haven't the old back. college try. Yeah. I haven't showed his dad a little bit, but I love um, Barry's relationship with his dad and I do, Joe. trying to save. Uh. And I
1: like that he, like he and
2: Joe are mm-hmm. going to figure it out and they that are. That is gonna... great too. Yeah, I like that
0: you know, Joe's on board and you know, the, Jesse
2: L. L. The, Martin is amazing. Yeah, I they, love they, him. Yeah. That he knows.
0: And yeah, the whole scene with him going to in the previous episode of going to visit, you know, Barry's father, that yes. was, uh, you know, that, that was something, uh, but they, I did, I like how there's, you know, there's they're still developing and and uh, you know over the course of a season you're gonna, f- you know, you'll find out new abilities and things that he could do that, uh you know that you didn't know that he could do before. Uh, I like that you know, they're not just because sometimes you go into these things and you want to see like that fully formed character, but you're just like, right. give it some time, let these things play <laughs> out, you know, let uh, them. Uh- marinate a bit yeah it it would seem even less realistic if all of a sudden he just like within a few weeks like had figured out everything that had happened to him and (laughs) knew all all the things that he could do i'm sure he'll you know there'll be times where just he'll be doing something and something will happen by accident and you know he'll learn something new about it but i like that they're keeping that sort of fun uh aspect to it you know like when uh, uh he he tells Felicity, "Just wait right here," <laughs> and and he like oh, runs up picture? to the top of the building real yeah. fast. But you still hear that, you know, that woohoo, yeah, <laughs> like that, you know. He's just like having a, a a grand old time.
2: It's definitely a light, a bit of a lighter tone than Arrow because oh Arrow, Arrow I mean, is so dark. It gets dark. <laughs> oh. they they still try it. I mean, it's only a few episodes in, so but I think they'll probably try to maintain yeah kind of a lighter tone i would think
1: and it kind of goes with the abilities because like the arrow has a lot of deep-seated rough storylines and i don't think that the flash really does
2: he's just there to kind of save central city or whatever and arrow is very sort of batman-esque yeah and we know how comparing the batman is yeah comparing the flash to smallville and arrow to batman
1: makes total sense so right. so yeah so that's the flash and our next show is marry me season one episode three scaring me there's a scene where casey wilson and jessica st Clair, who played the the annoying neighbor i thought to myself these two never need they can never be apart again like i need them <laughs> to be together on all shows that ever existed well, you know, it's usually with Lennon Parham, right? Yes, <laughs> my Lighthouse. buddy Lennon. I wish that the two of them, I wish their show would be renewed. If you could put he all three pretty of them much together. Dead, <laughs> but, uh, but I just, I love this show. I do. I love it because I love the sensibility of happy endings. I love the guest star of Mr. Derek himself. Drama. He's my favorite oh, happy, yeah, endings from happy endings character. Yeah. And now he's like a real person which does that mean Penny Hearts and and this lady exists in the same universe? It does. So how does
2: that get explained? <laughs> but oh, I just love the show so much. See, I I like it but I'm not hooked yet. Well, so, yeah. but I will continue to watch it.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah, I'm not completely hooked either, but stuff like z- <laughs> you know, zombie the zombie ricardos. <laughs> from I, love I love that. Lucy and that he had he couldn't come up with like the right line. He was doing like honeymooners and yeah, uh, different strokes.
2: Yeah, he did different strokes at the
0: end. He did. Uh, 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 what was the? Uh, gosh, why can't I think of it? Uh, did he, know, he
2: did. Do, he kind did kind good, of, good like, times. He did good. Oh times. yeah, he did a good he times.
0: Good times. <laughs> he did. He, um, he kept doing all these other shows like from like not quite far enough back. You
1: know? right. <laughs> like, what yeah. I really loved. What I love about the show, and I think it's because David Caspi, or Cass, so I'm not really sure how he pronounces it, knows how to write for his wife so well. Right. From working with her on Happy Endings and, you know, doing it here, I me mean, living with her, obviously. Uh, the two of them just, it's so good. And I think that the rest of the cast maybe needs to come up to Casey Wilson's level um, and isn't quite there yet, because Casey Wilson is a gem. And the last week's episode, she was at that restaurant, and she was like, this is not a good risotto. Like, those little moments where she was just classic Penny from Happy Endings. Like, that makes me so happy because of how much I loved that. So, it's – as far as NBC comedies go, I mean, this is my my favorite.
0: (laughs) Of the ones that are left?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which are – I mean, I love About a Boy, and I love Marry Me, so – I think it's a good pairing as much as I would have loved to see A to Z with Marry Me. Right. uh, I'm glad that Marry Me is like doing well enough that it's not, I don't know, in a scary place yet. Not yet.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's doing, it's doing doing, uh, okay. It's doing okay. The thing is, is that happy endings never did that great. And so, and so as a comedy with the similar sensibilities, you kind of wonder is, is it going to do, you know, all that all that great either. Like is it gonna be able to find uh you know, an audience but But Amory, uh, I
2: think you're right though. I, cause I I feel like um like this they have to get it together with the supporting at characters. Yeah. Well I think they're I'm, starting
0: to do a little better with that. Yeah, like they sure. they actually gave uh you know they gave a little to you know the this show's fat guy with a beard. Right. Uh, they gave him a little backstory.
1: In my uh, review of the show like, when I first put out my, like, why people should be watching it, I was like, of all the bearded sidekicks, like, John Geverling is my favorite um, <laughs> yeah. of the season. Yeah. I just think that he's really funny. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm a huge... Do you guys... Did either of you watch Hot Wives, or did have, <laughs> Hot Wives of Orlando on Hulu? No. I watched a little bit of it, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Fei was my favorite character. <laughs> yeah. And so to see... I just gotta be Fei. So to see her here, I just think it's really funny. And I, I do... Like, that they are already in season, in episode three, like, exploring them without the leads.
2: Right. So we got
1: to have their storyline without Casey Wilson and Ken Marino. Right. Um, So that we could see how they did. And I'll tell you, Ken Marino, God, I love Ken Marino. Oh, my gosh. I love him. He's amazing. I just think that this show is a show that people should invest in and really, really, really love like I do.
0: What do you think of the, the sort of the... The bleeping out of the swear words and stuff like that within the episode.
2: I love it. I like it. Um, Parks and Rec does that too, don't they? I just feel like people.
1: Um, that's people how people swear. Talk. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: like, I know, but it, I, I know that. But for some reason, it feels weird in the <laughs> in the show to to get these. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I know I'm watching a network show,
1: maybe. And, and, and
0: stuff that is like <laughs> that. It's it, it sort of. Sticks out that you you know you kind of you know what they're saying, but they're you know they're kind of bleeping it out. It, I don't know. It it sort of pulls me out of it for a, a second though that it.
1: I don't it, even notice at all. I think I don't that know, it, it totally... feels weird to
0: me. I don't. I just I...
1: because I curse like a sailor. Yeah, same hair.
0: <laughs> Had that happened in the first two episodes and I just like completely missed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first episode, yeah, she's because like she's... it totally seemed like. To me I was like watching the third episode and I was like, have they been doing this all along? Well yeah,
1: when she wouldn't turn around <laughs> like, when she was going on her rant in the first episode about how she thought that she would have been like they would have been proposed and he would have proposed and she yeah, didn't I guess turn so. around he was they like, did, Will yeah. you, you know, will you effing turn around and they bleeped it. They um well, they didn't bleep it actually in the pilot that I watched, but it's just It just feels real, and I, you know, the thing that you say about how Happy Endings wasn't watched by a lot of people. The problem is now people watch Happy Endings marathons on like VH1 or Logo, and they're like, "This is so funny!" It's like, well, you missed your excuse me your chance to watch it then. Where were you? So watch this (laughs) now, and maybe we'll eventually get an overlap where I mean, it'd be perfect if like Penny Hearts was her doppelganger and. She ran into her on the streets of Chicago. Like, I just think that would be amazing. And I feel like they're working towards that, having Derek there, because Derek is the best.
0: Some sort of, um, some sort of weird uh,
1: well, I mean, crossover
0: episode.
1: Seinfeld did a, a doppelganger episode. episode? Yeah, Bizarro yeah. Seinfeld. So I think that it's totally within the realm. Uh, so Marry Me is one of my top comedies. But I have to say, I'm going to segue to my real top comedy of the season, Blackish season one, episode yes. six, Frank yes. King. Yes. This show is so funny and real. And when that guy popped out of the trash can and he got punched, <laughs> like, even though they kind of telegraphed that's probably what's going to happen, watching him get punched in the face, I laughed out loud. Like, it was a pure, was like, hilarious. Like, a guffaw from me. I like it was a lot it. at the Halloween well, episode.
0: Well, especially when later when he's t- talking, when Dre's talking to him and he's like, oh, I knew he was there. Exactly. And he's, like, <laughs> so, and he's like, and you hit him, he goes, how often do you get to just pop a guy
1: in the face? So The guy is so
0: insane. <laughs> and he goes... Oh, I love it. But then he's like, but you're... P- perpetuating the stereotypes that black men that oh, can't totally. be startled oh my
1: god <laughs> that scene at the end where they're trying to name people they don't know oh my gosh because everybody's obviously Deanna is like Perfect. oh you know everybody it's like we don't know those people uh, And they what? have them all crossed off on the list it was just so amazing like i, I mean, think not... that tracy oh, ellis ross oh, is so a genius she's so good girlfriends is one of my favorite shows yeah I love, I watched every episode of Girlfriends and would watch reruns of Girlfriends like nonstop. <laughs> I always loved her, and I think that she and
2: Anthony Anderson together are they're just perfect. I never would have thought to put them together, but no. now that they are together, I really really like it. Um, Blackish, I you know I I wasn't a fan of the pilot, but every other episode since then, I've just I've just thought was so funny and so well done, and I I relate to it you know it's like I completely relate to this show
1: and you know I mean I for lack of a better term I'm a white person and I still relate to the show like I think that's that's what I try and tell people like you know blackish isn't just a you know a lot of people like oh it's a black comedy no it's a show that's for everybody and I love everything about it and I can understand the cultural things that that, like this family deals with but that I don't deal with but I still think that the way they go about it is hilarious like that spanking episode it's universal that
2: oh my gosh that i think that was the episode that completely solidified it for me that i love this show that i was totally hooked on this show was that episode i'm like yeah that's exactly how i grew up you know it's like my parents it's you know they use the corporal punishment or whatever but yeah nowadays it's it's not pc to do that oh my god that conversation at the table (laughs) at the office where they're like oh yeah we were
1: all hit and then he's like i'm gonna
2: hit my son and they're like
1: oh no what
0: what are you doing yeah i think i think the the thing that's happened is that what we sort of talked about with the first episode was that the first episode was sort of like whacking you over the head with this like bigger overall premise right and we all kind of said we get it uh, but Enough. just just be just be a family comedy and when these things would come up deal with Let them
1: natural, exactly
0: and uh, it just felt like they were just pushing it too much in right. with like all the storylines. you know, like right. in the first well, episode yeah. and this this one these t- you know the the race type of things pop up and right. come into play uh you know
2: but it was a good balance but yet yeah
0: they they also hit on the universal things of you know this is just like
2: your kids are
1: growing up what do yeah, you do when kid, your kids are growing yeah. up and,
0: and this yeah this is an episode about your kids growing up and maybe growing out of things that you did as a family the, you know yeah, like the spanking right. episode you know, that's just like something that people relate. deal with and
2: uh those twins are the oh funniest my gosh I, oh my gosh when he when that kid was hiding everywhere in the spanking episode oh my god and he oh, just wait. did not get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were like, oh, that's not a good thing.
2: <laughs> so but funny. But I'm cute. They're not going to to. Oh, and he is.
1: <laughs> what, got me, what got me in that episode, was it not, I don't think it was that episode. It was maybe two episodes ago where they're trying to do, like, he was trying to do something to Bo. And she, he dressed up in that suit. And he's just trying to be super cute to get her to like. I don't know what I forget what he what episode he was trying to do in it, but he shows up in the kitchen in this suit with a bow tie. I think it might have been the spanking episode where he's trying to talk her out of like trying to get Dre to not spank right. him, and he's trying to like butter her tactics.
2: up. Yeah, oh, I my think god, their tactics. So he then he's walking in with all those clothes
1: on. Oh, my god. But I even look back at, like, this. I think it was the second episode where they had the sex talk. And those two kids (laughs) are like, we need to have the talk to each other. And they're like, I'm here to talk to you about the difference between jam and jelly. I (laughs) lost it. Like, it's just little things. I love comedy. I love smart comedy. I love ABC Wednesday 8 to 10. Like, I love those four shows. Modern Family is not as high on my list. Like, I just... Where it's sitting, <laughs> and I just I I never want to be without the show.
2: It's a great show. It's a it's like it's one of my it's like a surprise for me. So yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm I'm very happy that um it's doing so well and and they they've managed to create that balance. Yeah,
1: they found a balance very quickly, which I think is yeah. important.
0: And, and it only took ABC five years to decide that a night of family comedies is a good idea.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll say this. Speaking of other shows that surprised me, ABC, have you guys – this is for mid season, but
2: another show that I thought would be horribly offensive, Fresh Off the Boat. Did you, did you guys watch that yet? I haven't watched it yet, but everybody's. I mean I know people are saying they love it. It's so funny.
0: Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> it kind of has that same feel of like the title like you blackish. You it's like be you're offensive.
1: Like, oh. You think it's going to be like – like you worry that it's about this Chinese American family that it's going to be right. totally stereotypical. It's so funny. And I'm like, like ABC really surprised me with what, like what their choices, with what they're doing, yes. with how quickly all that stuff came. I just love it. So that's, that's prime time today. And here's my three question marks for reality. Uh, so we talked a little bit about it. I'm going to go out of order. Utopia. I said, how we know it's canceled and it's not going to go on. And I worry about what these people have to do to get like back in their lives really Fox needs to only blame themselves that cast. If they had been kind of put in a better situation where like, if they had done a better job in casting, like survivor does all the time, there are people that argue, but they don't argue all the time. And they realize when they need to work with each other. And they realize that like, they have a great casting team that really can figure that out. I don't think utopia really worked because everybody was kind of an awful person. And they yelled and screamed at each other for the first three episodes. And then, like, by that fourth episode, their ratings were at 50% of what their premiere was. Because people just were like, forget it. I don't care about watching these people yell and scream at each other. I remember talking with Carla about it when it first premiered. And Carla was like, no, you'll really... Because she was watching all the live feeds. She was like, no, I really think you're going to start to like these characters. And I did start to like Hex. Like, I did think she was a nice person and she understood it and josh seemed to understand like what they were really there doing but not enough people did so then it was just fighting about who was better and all that stuff and that's not great so it makes perfect sense that the show was canceled perfect sense speaking of survivor i love this show and to be in a 28th season, maybe a 29th season, I don't really know. All I know is that I'm continually impressed by how they do blindside people. I'm continually impressed by how one of the teams can be just so terrible if they keep losing. Like, that seems impossible, but it keeps happening. Uh, I just really like that they can – I can enjoy a show like that this long in. I don't fast-forward through it. I want to see what happens at every moment, and I really do – not know what's going to happen into a, you know, the vote compared to the amazing race where I watched the amazing race in like eight minutes <laughs> because I start it I kind of see where everybody is. I kind of fast forward to everybody doing the same thing, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then I get to like, I just kind of want to see who wins. And I see, Oh, you're first place. And it's the dentist and they have rage in their eyes and I want them gone. And then I see who gets kicked off and it wasn't a team I cared about. So whatever. So like, my Amazing Race journey is now eight minutes long, whereas I watch Survivor and I, like, r- rewind if I miss something in Survivor because I'm like, oh, that's a smart player. That's a really smart move. So it's just weird to me how they can be so different. And there's America's Next Top Model, which that show is just insane. Like, I think Tyra Banks is a legit crazy person. Like, she's a really smart <laughs> businesswoman. But she's also legitimately crazy. And I really love that she fed them soul food because they're going to Seoul, Korea. Like what? Tyra, Tyra, not, <laughs> she's like, enjoy some soul food, and then they're all eating their ribs or whatever. And then she's like, we're going to Seoul, a different Seoul, and then they're going to Korea. I'm like, why didn't you give them like kimchi or something? Like, whatever. <laughs> and I do like the idea that there's men competing for this prize because they are solid models. I just feel like. None of these top models, with the exception of recently canceled Annalie Tipton, have ever done really anything. So how am I still in season 21 and watching and, like, rooting for people? Like, they're not going to do anything. Whatever. I'm totally on board. Ira, you have me hooked for life. And my last reality show I want to talk about is Top Chef, which is another show that I think we're in the 13th, might be the 15th season. Um, there are some pretty awful people, not terrible cooks, like awful people, like their personalities are terrible. And I just want that. I think his name is Aaron. To I want him to go home so bad. But I really like other chefs. I'm already forming favorites, which for a couple seasons of Top Chef, I really haven't cared. And I am not a Richard Blaze fan. In fact, he's my like, of all the people that we see repeatedly, we see like Fabio a lot. We see... Spike and Marcel, and, and those people come back a lot. But when Richard Blaze comes back, I always get mad. Excuse me, I'm yawning. But he's actually been a pretty competent guest judge. So I don't hate him as much as I usually do. That's saying a lot, because I really don't like him. So that's my reality for the week. I don't know what everybody else is watching, but that's what I'm watching.
0: Yeah, I'm not watching any of those, so.
1: Do you watch any reality TV?
0: I watched the first couple episodes, or first few episodes of On the Menu,
1: Oh that's right you
0: were watching on, that on TNT but it was while I like the concept of the potentially being able to go out and you know eat the winning dish you know right. the next day at the at the <laughs> restaurant that they're you know creating something for just the whole competition and the way that it was filmed it felt so fake and oh, and, geez. and un and unexciting there's something of it the the flow of the show is very similar to like a chopped but there's something about the way they film and put together Chopped that creates some excitement and it doesn't feel like it's a fake competition, you know, kind of that's just been uh, put together. But I don't know. There was something about just the way that it was hosted or the the different things that they did that it just felt boring. Yeah, I get it. Uh, that I hear that. It, that there wasn't enough – the, you know the twist wasn't interesting enough to like keep me keep me going, and besides the only the only thing that was really close was like the one that won at Denny's, and I didn't like what they created, so I wouldn't <laughs> even I wouldn't even tra- want to try it. So yeah, so so I stopped watching that after like three episodes or something. I mean, I watched like Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, and uh but you know, so what else? Uh, Guy know.
1: Fieri is my least favorite person on the planet. I, I think uh, that's saying a lot. But I really, <laughs> really don't like Guy Fieri. <laughs> I, but,
2: I mean all the all the reality shows that you mentioned, I have watched at one time or another. I'm just not watching them now.
0: Yeah, I, know, can't, yeah like, I can't think of anything other. I guess the yeah. The only the reality TV I'm watching bit. is is like football. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Sunday Night Football count or. Uh, or, or whenever the Seahawks are playing, but but yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I watched the beginning of the season of The Voice and I just haven't been able to keep up on it. But I I think the judges this season are the best configuration of judges, uh for me. I think they're they're so much more interesting to watch than the contestants. Hmm.
1: So Yeah, I haven't watched The Voice I in know. a while.
2: Yeah. I mean I really love like the addition of Gwen Stefani and Pharrell, so which is why it will bugs me because
1: Christina Aguilera is going to be coming back.
2: Yeah, I know. And it's like, that's annoying. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> but it's it's it, it, yes, I've I've heard others talk about that too. That they're not uh, exactly looking forward to to that. But you kind of know just based on the way the shows worked, other than like the first couple of seasons, that they weren't going to be able to keep the same four people. Doing right. a show like this twice a year—sure, these are yeah. You know, just, <laughs> like,
2: Blake, just Blake and Adam, and
0: and, and so uh, for the for the most part, the idea of sort of switching up the guests or the not the guests but the uh, you know the judges m- may be something that uh, that could be a good thing for the show in a uh, long term because it, it never got sense. yeah it never got settled with these are the judges and then when things change like with Idol. The show it's chain, a big thing, the, yeah, and you know, the, the, yeah. there was a big change of the show after you know like seven seasons or something, and so uh, I think you get this where you've got some that uh i've I've heard that from others too that they they really like uh, Gwen Stefani as a you know as one of the the judges or coaches on the on, and that on could it.
1: be why it's, like I like Survivor versus the amazing race a little bit because the amazing race doesn't change. And Survivor tries new things and they try new, th- you know, the locations and figurations and themes for the season. And, and so that's why they kind and of keep it, it interesting. Yeah. But The Amazing Grace is like, oh, they're going to run here and they're going to do something stupid and they're going to do blah, 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 blah. blah. And <laughs> why change when they keep winning Emmys? <laughs> Which then again, it's like, why do they keep winning Emmys? Because they don't change. Yeah. I don't know. So that's reality.
0: Yeah. That's the most reality I've talked in like months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> moving on to tv recommendations got a tv related app book favorite old show movie new show website etc to recommend i could think of one so i'll go last
0: <laughs> well mine was i was just uh, scrolling through seeing what uh, things were coming out on dvd in uh, november and uh at the end of november on tuesday november 25th uh, the second season of better off ted hits dvd oh, I love uh, which uh, which made that show pop into into my head. And I was like, that's one of my <laughs> – one of the great short-lived shows that's been out there and it's, uh, highly recommended. And you can find it – it's just coming out, you know, second season on DVD, but both 13-episode seasons are on Netflix. You can find them on iTunes or Amazon Prime.
2: I love that show, and and isn't Jay Harrington going to be on a comedy coming up?
0: Yeah, he just yeah, he's, on bench. he's on Bench that just started. Oh, last Oh, that's week. right,
2: that's right. I need and, to uh, I need to watch that. I do, but love it has him.
0: that it. I don't know if you uh, if you've ever watched uh, uh, the 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 IT crowd, uh, the British comedy Better Off Ted has a very similar sensibility to that, and uh, which is also a show I really like. But but that's my that's my recommendation for. Uh, and an easy to catch up with a funny show to uh, you know to watch. It is watch. easy to catch up with. I watch those very, episodes very so rewatchable. Many times. Like Yeah.
1: The, <laughs> the, like there are times and I'll watch the same episode twice in a week. I still to this day, even though it's been off the air for years.
0: Yeah. The, well there's uh it's better off Ted and the the I uh, the it crowd or IT crowd. Uh, are both like perpetually in my Netflix queue, so like I just <laughs> instantly. Yeah, that's
1: get, how I, I'm with Bob's Burgers. Yeah, they're just that's perpetually just
0: always uh, just start watching episodes anytime uh, pretty quickly. But yeah, that's my that's my recommendation this week.
2: Awesome, Tina. I know you had one. I did. I have uh, it's Amazon's um, Transparent. I don't know if you guys have uh, watched any of this. I ended I've up. Heard I'm good like things. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, let me watch one episode and see. Well, I watched the pilot when Amazon kind of piloted everything, and they had people mm-hmm. vote, and I was like, it's it's it was one of the better pilots. And then I'm like, it came out in one weekend. I was like, oh, let me try and watch the second one. Meanwhile, like. I watched them all like in one sitting and
0: it- <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, and, you can't beat that for a recommendation when you sit down to just watch, yeah. I'll just watch one. And yeah. you know, six <laughs> hours later, you're like, well, that was interesting.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's about Jeffrey Tambor who plays Mort, but he's actually um, uh, making the transition into a woman and his, her name as a woman is Mora, and just how it, how the family reacts to her and, and his journey and the fact that they're also like the kids are, are also going through their own journeys. And some of it has to do with identity and sexuality and things like that. And you know, they're not all likable and uh, at all times, they're very, very, very flawed people. And, um, but I, I really enjoyed watching, the journeys that they went through and Jeffrey Tambor for me, it's to, to have watched him on Arrested Development as George Bluth and then to, to watch him, uh, as Mora on transparent. It's, it's pretty amazing and he does stunning work and he better get nominated for golden globes and Emmys and all of that jazz. He's yeah, it's so something I definitely
1: good. want to watch.
2: Yeah. I love, I, I completely recommend it.
0: Yeah. It's a show we've, uh, we've hit on a few times uh, in in this uh, i wasn't uh, as uh, as everybody listening knows <laughs> i wasn't too enamored with the first episode but as i've mentioned before i think partially that's because i went into it thinking comedy and
2: right. it's not
0: a comedy no uh, i mean there's some comedic moments and, and stuff but it's really actually just like a short drama mm-hmm. uh it, more more so uh, almost t- almost a little bit more dramatic even than when you think of you know things like Nurse Jackie and stuff like it's it it 's more that vein of the half hour uh, type of show that gets that gets lumped in with the comedies because it 's a half hour show right and uh but yet it 's really more of a half hour drama
2: yeah it 's definitely more dramatic than comedic but plus my buddy uh ali sudal's in that
1: from fine frenzy. Ooh. And Gabby Hoffman, who I yeah.
2: love, right? Yeah, the, the cast and is Jay really Duplass, good. who is the underrated Duplass brother. I love <laughs> him. exactly. Well, I mean, I hadn't seen much of him other than him on the Mindy Project, which is one of my favorite comedies yes. on TV. And Mark is the one that gets all the lines on the Mindy Project. So when I sat down and I started seeing like Jay actually get to speak. And, and and actually get storylines and everything like that. I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I will look forward to watching it.
0: Yeah, it's one. On, it's on the list of things to watch to see if uh, you know subsequent episodes change my opinion of what I thought after the first episode. Uh, you know, based on it's sort of the critical darling of the fall.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: a lot of a lot of people. I think this show's going to end up as. Uh, you know, in the top two or three of people's like year in uh
2: right. you know, top
0: picks and stuff like that. I mean it's that it's gotten that much of a critical uh praise. So it kinda makes me want to go back and
2: And we're going into award show season yeah. too and it it may get some play in award show season, so I the cable com- the cable networks that are getting nominated all the time I'd have to watch out because now there's Netflix yeah. and there's Amazon and, and things like that. So
0: it's kind of one of those needed to go back and check and see uh, what it is that people are seeing in the show. Uh, but I'm just so far behind on on other stuff that I was a little bit behind on stuff. And then you just go away for a few days to <laughs> Orlando. And I come back and – Stuff's even. I'm even. You know, just those few days. I'm even farther behind. And uh, on top of that, my DVR didn't work the whole time I was gone, oh, so geez. I had to catch up on everything. You know, either online in the
1: worst way possible. Yeah, either
0: online or on demand, watching like fully. You know, full commercials where you can't fast forward through anything.
1: Well, I hate that.
0: I hate when it eight hours of TV takes you eight hours to watch. It's terrible. So much easier to catch up on things when you watch 8 hours of TV in 6 hours. Uh, yeah. I'm not quite the uh Kyle and watching things uh, at double speed or anything. So uh I still like to actually know what they're saying. Yes. But but yeah, that's uh it's just one of those shows uh, it's sort of like like Orange is the New Black. It's just like sitting out there, oh, I can get to it anytime. Right. It's always going to be there. Never, you, which is why I haven't watched
2: Orange it, is the New Black yet. It's like
0: as, as long as I keep paying or whenever I can always <laughs> if, if I stop paying I can always just start paying I can watch it anytime. It's not uh, so it, it does have that little bit of uh it gets back burnered cuz it's it, it's just always there. You know, right. it's like uh you know, it's like having various things in the area that you live and you like never go to any of them because you're like oh I can go there anytime. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly
1: like,
2: That's true. The only time
0: you go there is like somebody comes to visit or something and then you go, you know, or
1: My recommendation I've decided is celebrity name game. <laughs> it's so like some of the teams are so bad that I like these people are giving each other so like Tom Selleck will be an answer and they'll be like you was Richard on Friends. I mean, come on. <laughs> and yes, he was. But also he was on so many other things, Magnum PI, not Lisa, which is, you know, I, and I just watched him like, are you serious? Like, how do they get through life?
0: But yeah, it just makes me really laugh. Did you see the clip where the clue was, <laughs> the clue was the host name and the guy just said him and pointed yes, to and him pointed. and she him. Had, she couldn't come
1: up with the yep, name? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> <gasps> I mean, there's okay. so, but then there was another one. One of my favorite ones is these two, like, I want to say 30 year old, like bras, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bra. Like they're like bras and he goes beaches and his partner says, "Bet Midler. Like, <laughs> like I'm always impressed when they throw out, like, why did these two guys who were clearly frat guys, why did they know beaches? Like, I want to find out more information about their lives to know why Beaches, Bette Midler, and they got it in a second. Like, that blew my mind. So it's just a fun show. The only problem is it's kind of stacking up my DVR because so many episodes are aired um, that, like, I have a million things on there. There's, like, 15 (laughs) episodes to catch up on. Plus, people do two episodes and they're calling... So, like, Michael Ealy and Yvette Nicole Brown did two episodes. So they're both called, like, they're both just labeled Yvette Brown and Michael Ely, I'm like, did I watch this already? <laughs> I don't know. So then I start to watch it. It's crazy. But yeah, so that is my choice for recommendations. So that's that for that then. Do you guys remember In the Line of Fire with Anson Mount and David Paymer? Because David Paymer's character would always say, that's that with that then. And I've, oh, every time I say that's that with that then, I think of David Paymer. <laughs> anyway
0: Uh, random thoughts thoughts.
1: this is what goes on in my mind um you can find links to the new stories and recommendations as well as where you can find tina online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 249 next week jason will be joined by john colbon from the sci-fi movie podcast and wayne henderson from media voiceovers and the resurrection revealed podcast the opening and closing music is provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title, put out by Yellow Dog Records. Thank you, Tina. It was so fun having you. Thanks, guys. Uh, I love we'll being look, here. We'll look forward to having you again. Thank uh, you. Because I could talk TV with you forever. Yeah. And uh, that's that. With that, then.
0: <laughs> we sit blue to the TV set all night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.
1: I almost started with the like beginning that's before the outline. Like I almost started reading the intro to the email. (laughs) I'm having an (laughs) off day.
0: So you were like, "Hey, Amory and Tina." Exactly. (laughs) And then
1: I was like, "No, I can't say that." Then I was going to be like, "Based on no." Let me get to where I need to be in the actual email. Okay, here we go.